You ever listen to K-Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s? It's my personal favorite. Three Films and a Podcast has no claim of ownership on any film footage used in this episode. All film footage is owned in its entirety by the copyright holders and is used solely with the intent of film criticism, commentary, and education under fair use law. And just like every car in Too Fast, Too Furious, this podcast contains spoilers. Enjoy! Welcome back to Three Films and a Podcast, the show where three friends challenge each other to broaden their cinematic horizons through a series of themed rounds. My name is Tyler Beck, coming to you from Portland, Oregon, and with me, as always, is Matt Weiler down in Pleasant Grove. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad because I feel like like Matt has pressure on him now. I know. We have the expectation. All I have to do is say (laughs) hi. Yeah. But it's just, just so good every huh. time. <laughs> and to follow that up, we have Ben Lawhorn in Salt Lake City, Utah. Hello. Uh, for I those of you, <laughs> I'm not nobody try. can. I really nobody can. Was thinking about the I'm fucking dying. <laughs> be yeah, fun to do, but that would have been sweet. I do it, it later. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you new to the show, uh, first of all, welcome to our movie club. Let me be the first to say hello to you and. Um, You know, what began as a club between just the three of us uh, is now a club that you are a part of, along with a community of movie lovers around the globe. And I do mean that literally. It turns out we have people listening from like Nepal and South Africa, which is really cool. And Kenya. Shout out. And Kenya. Shout out to Kenya. So uh, we're certainly happy that you're here and that you've decided to join us. And while we're at it and while we're talking about the movie club, um, why don't you go ahead and tell your friends about us? Help help us out, would you? (laughs) we're here doing stuff for you no i'm just kidding but seriously you know whether it's on spotify or youtube or wherever else people find podcasts uh we'd be forever grateful uh with for your help in helping spreading the word and uh don't forget to check out our shop at threefilmspod.com for some merch and uh, information on how to become a more invested supporter through our patreon support options And uh, before we go any further, uh, and in the spirit of Movie Club, I want to introduce our very special guest for today's episode, the Watch Party MVP herself in the flesh, Ashley Hutchins. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, Ashley. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, I hear that uh, you're going to have some very... um, very special, very uh, poignant takes on today's discussion. <laughs> I hear you're the expert. So. That's what was promised. Yeah. <laughs> we have a, a thesis that's about to be read to us. After we put you on the spot and we've taken care of all of our housekeeping um, and I, I, I hate to bring down the mood, but I have some guys have some really bad news. What happened? So, I mean, you know, we try to just put just light and sunshine into the world through this podcast, but sometimes life throws a curveball and every now and then the heist just doesn't quite go according to plan. You end up with a gut shot, you know? So when keep, keep that in mind and, you know, just keep in mind when you hear this terrible, terrible news for you that I have, you're, you're going to be okay. All right. Say the words. You're going to be okay. <laughs> Say the words. You're going to be okay. Say the goddamn words. You're going to be okay. All right? Is everybody 
Is everybody ready? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so excited I, to edit that. <laughs> I was I I was trying to keep in mind my my mic presence there, and I was very I, nervous you to did roll great. that bit. Wow. You did great. Perfect. My headphones uh, cut out. My, everything kind of went weird on me on my end. But um, anyways, uh, and if you haven't quite guessed yet, um, I I regret to. Alex is texting me from the other room. <laughs> Are you okay? Uh, you don't look yes. like a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I regret to inform you all that uh, we've lost the reservoir dogs. And I don't mean they've been captured. And I, I don't mean that they've been killed. I mean that literally every single known copy of the movie, whether it be physical or digital, it's been lost. It's just gone. It's just straight up gone, man. And I don't know what happened, but for some reason, uh, the four of us have been charged with recasting the movie. So we're going to perform an emergency (laughs) recast. So that's right. Today's- I feel like you're a little winded from that long walk <laughs> in. <laughs> you really got her on that one. My dogs are barking. <laughs> what, what do you mean? I just I'm trying to understand, Tyler. It's just it's gone. Well, stick with me. Yeah, some. I, I mean, you would think it'd be on a server somewhere, or there'd be a reel hidden away somewhere, but it's gone. The Reservoir Dogs is gone. The 1992 <sighs> cult classic film directed by Quentin Tarantino, the one that landed him on the map, the movie that put him. Put him into the zeitgeist. It's gone. I'm throw it. It's lost. It's not great, but we're here to fix it. We're going to recast it. And um, that's so, yeah. And we, we brought the expert, Ms. Ashley Hushins, in to help us out with it. Mm-hmm. So, oh. um, no, but in all seriousness, yeah. um, in, the, uh, <laughs> in his recent press tour for his book, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which apparently is a book and a movie, I just learned recently. Uh, QT himself mentioned he had possibly wanted to reboot the Reservoir Dogs uh, for his famed tenth and final film. Tenth film, right? That's his- yeah, which would really be like his twelfth or something because he considers yeah. the Kill Bills one, even though there's two movies. I don't know. He's a weird guy. Whatever. Um, but thankfully, Quentin, if the- you're listening, please like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, please save an arc light. And also, thank you for shooting that idea down yourself. <laughs> I didn't hear the podcast, but he he apparently poo pooed it. Uh, but he is considering a play version of the movie. So we thought it would be fun to run through and recast the film that put our boy Quentin on the map. Uh, so the deal here is there's uh, obviously four of us here today. And we're going to be redrafting uh, the eight main characters. And in a little bit, we'll figure out the order of the recast and all that. But uh, first, let's chat a little bit about the Reservoir Dogs and Mr. Tarantino. Um, and I'm going to start with Ashley. What was your first experience with any Tarantino film? I think I was exposed to a soundtrack before any actual movies. My dad really liked it, and he had the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. So... That one, and then like hearing, like it was the soundtrack where they intercut with dialogue. So oh, in between songs, they'd be like, "I love you, pumpkin. I love you, honey, buddy." And like, <laughs> you're like, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> where can I find it? Do you remember the first time you saw Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It- <laughs> Bringing up the painful stuff off the, out of the gate. I love it. <laughs> no, I just feel like it was uh, 
it kind of fell into the category of like high school dudes who are like, hey, you want to come over and watch a movie? And it was like <laughs> either Reservoir Dogs or Fight Club. Yeah. And so that's kind of like my first experience with it. But then I like grew to appreciate it for what it is instead of just some like seventeen year old who thinks he is. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of that uh, Pen Fifteen episode where they're all watching wild things. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Then oh. when you edit that, I need you to key into my face because I'm like completely left out of that conversation. I love inside jokes. Love to be a part of one someday. I never got into Pen Fifteen. Oh, sorry, Tyler. <laughs> I have a blank stare on my face when you guys are talking about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I was that guy inviting people over to watch Reservoir Dogs, except for, uh, I guess in reality, it was my friend Corey. He's the one that showed it to me. We watched it in his basement uh, with a bunch of dudes, you know, classic, mm-hmm. classic sausage fest. Um, my first personal experience was with Pulp Fiction. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all I had seen up until I saw Reservoir Dogs. Um, Ben, I know that you've been a Tarantino fan for as long as I've known you. Um, and I actually don't, I don't actually know this, which is weird considering how long I've known you, but, uh, what about you? When was your first experience with Tarantino? It was the same. It was high school, I believe. Um, and it was Pulp Fiction. I think Mm. that's probably a lot of people's entry into Tarantino, you know, being his crowning achievement, so to speak. Um, yeah, that was definitely the first one. And it's funny because when I think about that movie, I actually I know we gave a shout out to Kenya earlier, but I think about our trip when we went there and we went to one of the guys homes and he had like five DVDs and one of them was Pulp Fiction and we put it on and all of us had like been like climbing Mount Kenya and teaching <laughs> rappelling and like you and I videoing it and everything like that. But everyone, for some reason, was able to like sit around just like like this communal experience like let's all watch pulp fiction together yeah. like everyone knows this like everyone there liked it like it was just this weird bonding moment but i still think about it whenever i think about pulp fiction um yeah pulp fiction was definitely my first and reservoir dogs must have been my next because i think i treated it the same as i treated like uh christopher guest after i watched waiting for guffman it was like okay i need to see whatever else this guy has done because i loved this and that's what it was after pulp fiction i was like i need like what else did this guy do um i think in between there i actually may have watched natural born killers which is like that's a intense movie yeah that's like i i don't know the last time i watched it it's it's a lot um and that kind of confused me because i couldn't really separate the writer from the director in that yeah. the styles were just so different but um yeah finally got around to reservoir dogs and i just think it's it's fantastic and we've mentioned or i've mentioned on here before but you were part of my senior film project <laughs> sure um, was. for school and we were charged with writing a script shooting all that kind of stuff and the, our teacher specifically said do not just have a bunch of people sitting around a table talking like that's not interesting unless you're Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> you know? And of course it's like, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to have people <laughs> sitting at a diner talking like a, not so much of a, like a rip off of Tarantino as much as like a screw you to my teacher. It's like, I'm yeah. just going to do this. I'm like, I know I'm not Tarantino. I know I can't write like that, but I want to, I want the challenge of this. So yeah, my senior project was definitely very heavily inspired by reservoir dogs. And it's that stubborn obstinance that has drawn me to you and <laughs> kept you so near dear to my heart. Exactly. I share it. I share that same sentiment with you. Uh, what about you, Matt? What, what was your experience with Tarantino? Um, 
So this was a, it was a classic. I had it been 14 or 15 classic rated R sleepover. Yeah. Um, my yeah. Tyler Beck of my era <laughs> invited me over. And uh, actually, I mean, I'm going to shout out Jordan Vance. Probably doesn't listen to the pod, but Jordan. 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 Um, oh. Jordan. Jordan actually did a good job as a 14 year old walking me through Tarantino because <laughs> on that sleepover, we started with Reservoir Dogs. We watched mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction after, and then we got caught up. And at the time, there was one Kill Bill, and we watched the first Kill Bill. So he took me through, you know, three big ones and yeah. uh, got me caught up on, on Quentin Tarantino. Um, but I, I feel like Jordan's a good shaman for that to like walk you through middle school, Matt, just take you through to Tarantino. He, yeah, he cut straight to Tarantino. There was- yeah, he's perfect. Yeah, I like that. It seems very Jordan. It's like, what? We like one same band? Let's watch Quentin Tarantino movies. <laughs> we're now best <laughs> friends. You know, actually, now that you say that, I think I did see Kill Bill before I saw Reservoir Dogs as well. Now that I, if I really think about it. But I mean, dude, that's, it's been, that's so long ago. My memory is shot. I have no idea, but. It feels um, like one of the last ones people get to is Jackie Brown. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was mine. The last one I got to. Which is like, I mean, I get it, you know, because it's not something that he wrote or it's like from a different source material. But I mean, arguably, it's it's one of his best movies, if not like it's it's such a good film. I love Jackie Brown a lot. <laughs> and I swear yeah. it's just the name of the movie. It's not as like jumpy as Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction or yeah. it, like yeah. all of his movie titles are like they they really jump out at you. And Jackie Brown, it just kind of seems Soccer. like. Yeah, it doesn't seem yeah. like it's going to be as cool, mm-hmm. but it's it doesn't have the violence great. that the others do that you expect from Tarantino. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a relief. Yeah, so <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I recommend it a lot. But I think on this side of the camera, you're also talking to people who absolutely love Death Proof, um, which I think a lot of people shit on or just don't like. But I think that's the greatest car chase movie ever like that is that's a great movie I love it. but uh yeah check out death proof and jackie brown if you haven't already do it um well i think you know we should probably just get into this recast i imagine do it. it'll take a while um before we get started ashley mm-hmm. expert recast expert what was your strategy going into this if any well my strategy going into this was it came down to sort of the revival that Quentin Tarantino gifted to John Travolta. So that's what I kept in mind when putting my uh, dream cast together. Just like, who haven't I seen in a long time? Who deserves more? Okay. Um, Hmm. Who's maybe some underrated, who hasn't been given a chance to really like stretch those those muscles. Yeah. I I like that. I love that so much because that also reminds me of one of my favorite stories of my mom. Shout out Lauren, like and subscribe. I don't think you've ever listened to an episode, but maybe this is the first one. Could you but, imagine if this was her first episode? She listens so much. She gets to listen um, to me scream like a maniac <laughs> and my terrible line reading at the whole uh, beginning of this so episode. Good. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of the revival, like she, my aunt, and my grandma decided to go to the movies. Uh-huh. I don't think they had anything in mind that they were going to see, but they got there and they're like, oh. Let's go see the new John Travolta movie, Pulp Fiction, <laughs> which I think is the biggest undersell and like, <laughs> miss. yeah, it's just like you do not get this at all. Oh, I so think good. she says like they didn't even make it inside like the apartment. What 
does Marcellus Wallace look like? What? What country you from? What? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English in what? What? English, motherfucker! Do you speak it? Oh, I'm sure. Five minutes, they were just like, all right, we're out of here. So like, hold yeah, on. This is not. Let's think about this real quick. Since we're talking about revivals and Travolta and uh, public perception versus whatever. Who is the equivalent now? Like, if they were to come out with a movie like Pulp Fiction, would be completely surprising. I can't. I don't know if I can think of someone. Right Freddie away, Prince Jr. Freddie. <laughs> Honestly, though, Ooh, I think what that, about like Brendan Fraser? Yes, Brendan Fraser would be awesome, amazing, and he might be coming up later. Um, Both but, people I can't remember seeing in a while. Freddie Prince and yeah, Brendan exactly. Fraser. I think Freddie Prince is good because Travolta was like the seventies heartthrob you know yeah. and then like 20 years later he's in pulp fiction and i think freddie prince is a great cast for like the early 2000s like all those teen movies he, that he was getting those roles so i think i mean you may have been joking but i actually no, think it's a great answer i think he'd be no awesome i think yeah i think it's great that. too yeah that's like the, yeah if you're like trying to make the parallel i think that's it has think it's has, so good. has has this happened to someone recently i i can't think of anyone but if, if you guys can then Otherwise, we can just move on. But RDJ I feel like in a way, maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. sort of, yeah. It's probably the biggest one ever. He just had a big gap. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just thinking specifically of the shock of going in expecting one thing and then mm-hmm. being like, what would also make yeah. your mom walk out of the theater? She wouldn't walk out of Stranger Things necessarily, but no, no. I'm trying to think of her going to the Robin Williams movie One Hour Photo or something. Oh uh, <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, a good one. This is what I thought. My like, mom got burned with that one. Too. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be, be yeah. kind of rough. Um, that's a great question. I think we should throw that out to the people and have yeah. them they should that's send their answers because question for the people. Yeah, Matt, what was your strategy going into this recast here? Oh man. So I, I, I struggled with this one and I, I told you before we recorded that uh, I haven't seen this movie since I saw it with Jordan Vance all those years ago. Oh wow. And I, I, this, this sounds like so soft and so like weak stomached of me, but like I have not been able to watch that scene, the torture scene from this movie. Oh yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. I can't get excited. I enjoy, I enjoyed the I movie. I don't blame you. But uh Yeah. I just feel it's like I've, I've felt satisfied so far. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's not like Ocean's Eleven where like everybody I know has seen it. And yeah. uh, I obviously if you're a Tarantino fan, you've you've dug into it. But there's even still a lot of people that I know that, you know, have seen Tarantino movies but still haven't seen Reser- uh, Reservoir Dogs. And so yeah. it's uh, it's not a movie where I'm ca- recasting people that a ton of people are going to recognize at least in my mm-hmm. circle. And so I'm my goal here was to make it as mainstream as possible. Mm. Um, but still, I'm still hanging on to the integrity of the movie as much as possible, too. I'm not just mm-hmm. trying to marvelize, you know, this cast. I'm still trying to stay true to the characters, but I'm taking a very mainstream approach. And so I, I may be sacrificing a little bit there with maybe some better, you know, cast choices, but as 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 much as I can keep the integrity, I'm going mainstream. I like it. How does that compare to your strategy, Ben? Uh, I have none. I just <laughs> went to IMDb. <laughs> no, it's the same. I like with Oceans. I was trying to 
uh, I put all their ages down because I want to try to cast mm. it as close as I could there. Um, so this one, you know, like Mr. Blue was a career. I mean, he, he was a criminal, like for a long time in and out of jail. He's a felon, all that kind of stuff. Then finally in 75, like he got out and started writing and like getting into movies and stuff. So I was like, okay, like is who's an author that I think might be good in this role? Cause they don't have a ton of speaking points, but you know, like he put him there for a reason. Tarantino Dix, he was like, he was writing crime novels. So just trying to kind of think like that. And, you know, just the basic who, who can I see like embodying the presence, I guess, of the person in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Who could who could fill those shoes, which is exactly obviously what we're doing. But I did also want to say real quick, I pulled up our uh, director debut Rushmore. Mm. And you and I had uh Reservoir Dogs on there, Tyler. And it's yeah. like I I feel like that would end up on a lot of people's because it's it's definitely his most raw movie being his first, but it's still great, you know, for what it is for being yeah. a first time filmmaker. Yeah, I mean, it's it immediately launched what ended up being like the career of someone who's I mean, he changed the way we watch movies to some Mm -hmm. degree for better or for worse. You know, I mean, he's um, he was instantly considered one of the better directors and a visionary and and all this, all these things. Yeah. Um, So it's I mean, it's hard to come out of the gate like that and then and then to continue to knock it out of the park time and time again. Um, your strategy, Ben, both the joke strategy you made at the beginning and your actual <laughs> strategy match mine completely because, um, I literally did just go to IMDb and I'm like, okay, who looks like this guy? Actors. Yeah. But I, I, I just, I just similar to Matt, I like hadn't seen this movie in a long time. I planned on rewatching it. I couldn't do it. Um, and then I didn't get as, as much time to prep as I would have liked, but I tried to just match sort of who who do I think of the actors I can recall? <laughs> mm-hmm. Who who do I think could match the energy and match the performance? Uh some of them I thought about whether they look like it or not. Um and uh yeah, I kind of just like who are the actors I can remember and can they fit yeah. in this movie? So honestly, like I don't know if you guys have done this, but I know for the recast we've done where we started talking about it. And I think of someone mm-hmm. that I didn't even write down. So I feel like that's going to come a lot too. Yeah. Or just like, mm-hmm. even if we have someone written down, we may just go with mm-hmm. someone else completely different because like, Oh, I hadn't even thought about that person. until right now. So yeah, I'm excited to see how this goes, especially with our, our chaos rules that we're going yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. curious to see who gets pissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So for the listeners out there, uh, the chaos theory that we mentioned just now is, once an actor is taken for any role, they're off the board. They cannot be recast in a different role. So if uh, Ben casts Tom Holland as Mr. White, I tried to pick someone that I don't think you would have cast. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Then uh, I then can't cast him as Joe Cabot. I tried to pick ones that I didn't think we'd actually pick Tom Holland for. Um, I like but, the idea of Tom Holland as Joe. <laughs> just like, who didn't leave a tip? <laughs> so yeah, once once Tom's taken for any role, he's off the board, and so on and so forth. Um, we haven't picked the order yet. Uh, Ben's gonna do that right now. He's got a randomizer pulled up. He's got all yep. our names entered in, and uh, we'll see who's gonna pick first. For the first time, I have someone here to verify, or we did for the rom coms yeah. too. So yeah. I have like a someone to vouch that I'm not cheating. 
Um, so yeah, just to go over it real quick, the order, it's not the snake draft, like the movie right. draft. Um, it's going to go more like, um, I can't consecutive or whatever. I can't think of the right word, but like one, two, three, four. And then the next person pick number two, will start first. So two, three, four, one, three, four, two, one, or three, four, one, two, that kind of thing. So we'll, we'll go through each round. So the order is okay. God damn it. Um, number one is our guest. Yeah. It's me. The expert. <laughs> me. <laughs> number two is our host. Tyler Beck. Number three, Matthew Eiler. Yes. Sheriff of Pleasant Grove. And I'm bringing up the rear. I mean, so yeah, the double um, picks, man. I, I you got to be happy about the double picks. Well, but we're not doing the snake draft. Like I just go last. Go and oh, that's next right. Time. Yeah, you'll get a number one. Next pick. round. No, so I, I'm clearly not explaining this. No, no, you, you're, you're so Mr. Pink. You get the first pick for Mr. Pink. You yeah, yeah. So I have first pick that. for Mr. Pink. Yeah, yeah. And nice. You're guy gonna take Eddie. my no, guy. No, I already Cabot. know. You're gonna take my Mr. Pink. I already know it. I'm so I'm, I'm mad excited. at you already. Cool. Well, okay. we got that it. figured out, and I think we kind of know what's going on. So I'm, I'm party. I'm like, I'm, I'm like really excited to get this started now. I was nervous before because I. I was having trouble filling out my draft, but yeah. I'm excited. So let's let's do this. Okay. Um, MVP, tell us who's your Mister White for your who's the like Harvey Keitel role? For just for right. those listening oh, who yeah, don't yeah. remember, Harvey I forget. Keitel. Not everyone's looking at the Google Doc here. Yeah, uh, Mister <laughs> White, originally played by Harvey Keitel, uh, and impersonated uh, perfectly by Tyler. Oh man, I sure did ago. nail it. <laughs> yeah, Cast you probably me. thought we got Harvey on the episode, but it yeah, was no, Tyler. it was me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I won't be surprised if you take me as your number one pick, Ashley. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I went <laughs> with the true MVP, Gina Davis. Wow. <laughs> wow. I love it. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> Coming out swinging. <laughs> Where's she been? Uh, yeah. That is I a love it. so good. great I know. question. Bring her back. Yeah. She, I mean, we have recently watched uh, A Long Kiss Goodnight <laughs> with Sam Jackson, mm-hmm. and it's so good. <laughs> it, I mean, she has amnesia, there's bombs, there's CIA. I mean, it's it's <laughs> top notch. She can handle it. And the hairstyles I'm, even. They're mm-hmm. great in that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at her IMDb because I, I know that I know her. League of Their Own. League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. Right. Beetlejuice. 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 Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice. I'm just do like. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Come on. What are you doing? <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to. I, I'm having trouble pick it, or picturing that one, but that doesn't mean anything because I'm an idiot and I can't think of things like this. So, um, uh, yeah, I think it's great casting. <laughs> I think it's fly. so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I trust you. Um, well, that means I get a pick. So, because Sorry, of the- I took her from you all, <laughs> no, that's cross I mean, her off my list now. Oh, you just you just ruined Mr. Orange for me. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, well, so because of the chaos rules, I actually wanted to cast this person for a different role. Um, but I I want to take them now so that I can take them at all. I, I need this person on my draft. I'd be. I've become recently obsessed with him, especially after watching Animal Kingdom. 
I think you guys know where I'm going with this. I did want him for another role, but I'm going to take Ben Mendelsohn for my you. Mr. White. I thought you were going to say Guy Pierce. I was going to. It like, would have been good. Would have been good around for me. But Mendelssohn just has that brand of like. Just That's a great. No, Mendelsohn's I can see great. him. I can see him being the leader of the squad. He's got that. He's got that crazy to him. So yeah. I'll take Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn could almost play any character on this list. Well, I, yeah, I had him for true. a couple other places, but I was like, I just need him on my list, so I'm taking him. Right Very now. versatile. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I like great that. pick. Oh, okay. Um, forgot that <laughs> <one> was last. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, this is going to surprise nobody. Um, and it has everything to do with the coffee shop sketch on SNL. <laughs> I'm going with Adam Driver. <laughs> straight out the gate. Mr. White. man in his 60s. The perfect Mr. White. Straight out the gate. <laughs> Mr. White. Adam Driver. Yeah. If, if, if you want to challenge me on that, go watch the coffee shop. Burger King? Well, damn, I guess I'll be going to Burger King a lot more often. <laughs> Hold the phone, brother, because I guess I just don't get it. You're telling me that I was just drinking a delicious cup of Domenico's new coffee with my new wife, then a bunch of puds walk out with burger coffee, and now you're telling me we were drinking BK Joe the whole time? I'm sorry, I, I, I guess I just don't get it. Well, you actually do get it because that's exactly what just happened. Uh, Always on brand. No, it's great. I just, I had him down for the Mr. Orange role. Cause I think he, you know, similar to black Klansman being the cop, you know, that's like not quite the cop. I think it could have fit. Yeah. Really oh, well, yeah. But I had him for Mr. Mr. Blonde. Mm. I had him. That's a good one. Too. I wanted to see him dance around and do some torture stuff. Okay. I am going to stick. Okay. So I, yeah, well, I'm not going to talk about it cause you guys could pick them later, but this is the third person on my list that I had thought about, but I think I'm also going to join you down under. And I'm going to draft Hugh Jackman as Mr. White. Interesting. I like it. I think you I can pull it thing. off. My only regret about Mendelssohn is I feel like uh, Mr. White is a little bit nicer than what, what I, when I picture Mendelssohn, I picture him a little more menacing. And I feel like Mr. White was like kind of seemed like kind of nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you are coming off of Animal Kingdom. So true. (laughs) True. But it's just, you know, I just I don't know. But so I like that. I like that pick. Hugh Jackson's a good pick. Yeah, I think it could be a good like, I don't know, like mix it up. Like, I mean, he's played Wolverine. He's not always like the good guy, but I don't know that we've ever seen him just be like inherently. I, I, I don't know. I guess Mr. White's not even evil. He's just. A bad guy that you're rooting for, so yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be kind it's of kind of like the greatest show in that role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going with you. I like it. Hugh's right. next. <laughs> so one more. That's two strikes. Wow. <laughs> so I'm glad I get to go to uh, first on Mr. Orange because I, I I had the most trouble with him. Um, I don't really know why. I, so I'm just going to take the first person I thought of. I'm going to I'm going to stick true to my instinct. Uh, I'm going to take uh, from su- uh, succession fame, Jeremy Strong. OK, because okay. they look I, I was they, I feel like they just look so similar. 
Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Kendall, right? Yep, L that's to Kendall. The OG. Yes. <laughs> I've only seen one season of Succession, and when I looked at Tim Roth, a picture, I'm like, oh, he looks like the guy from Succession. So mm-hmm. that's where no, I got to go. I think go that's good. It. I think he could play both sides of like being the undercover cop. Where yeah. you believe him in the heist, but you also all like the practice montages and stuff. Yeah, that's really I, good. I like. You know, that. I just I don't know. It's my I, it's the pick I was most afraid of. I feel like it's my weakest mm-hmm. pick, but I'm glad I got to go first. So I don't think any of you would have taken Jeremy Strong in any role, but I'm just glad Maybe he was he still works. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and now I kind of want to take my other pick, but I'm not going to. I had two names well, written down. I'll tell you later. Until Matt says something, I guess you're still on the clock. You guys, my heart is beating so fast. Like, this really is chaos. Like, I'm so nervous. I'm sweating. It's so much fun, though. <laughs> I love it. I was, yeah, like, before we decided, I was like, ah, it's fine. If I don't get him for that role, I'll put him somewhere else. So when this came up, I was like, yeah, let's let's throw a wrench yeah. in it. Because I wouldn't have taken Mendelssohn for Mr. White otherwise. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to do it. But I like that. I like Mr. It. Orange is the one I had the most picks for oh interesting i I have four great picks for him but i have to pick (laughs) one um and so i'm going to go with my number one choice the lakeith stanfield nice oh that's That's a a great great pick that is a good pick i had him for what did i have him down for oh for the buscemi role i thought he could have played kind of paranoid like that too but i think it's great for orange yeah i I had him in my mind, not his name, just his face. I couldn't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. we've explained, I'm dumb. Uh, but I, <laughs> for whatever reason, I couldn't put him in a role. But yeah, I think you're right. I do like him as Mr. Orange. No, he's in. Uh, sorry to bother you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who watched that recently? It was on it was the me. recents on Voodoo. I was, I was okay. trying to. I fell asleep during it, and I woke up in the oh. middle of a really great part. I'm like, ah, oh, I gotta stop this. That's where he's the telemarketer, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 Is it so before Matt, or is no, it the first watch? First watch. I was loving it. Oh, okay. I just started I was about to late. say something. But I was like, wait, I don't know if he's actually seen it before <laughs> or not. So I am curious to read your review on Letterboxd. Yes. <laughs> Need to finish. It. A, he's great in that, but um, okay. Hmm. Hmm. It's funny. I'm looking through these. I'm like, I like all my third selections on these, but um, all right. For Mr. Orange, what am I gonna do? I don't know. I'm gonna go again with my mm, fuck. <laughs> you got this. Sorry, I don't know what to do. It's like, oh, I also like all of my picks in here, and I don't know which one to go with. Who? Who would? You want to see Hugh Cradle as they take their last breaths. All right. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I'm going with uh, Stephen Young, who people okay. may have seen most recently in Minari. I oh, like it. Okay, okay. Also on The Walking Dead, I believe. Shit. Also, yeah. sorry to bother you. Shit. That is yes. good. Yeah. That is a good one. I don't, I'm trying to think of what else he's in. He's in Burning. He's in the, he's the um, voice of Mark in Invincible. If you watch Invincible. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I think he could pass as like a mm-hmm. a, a cop. Like we, if we saw him practicing, we're like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a cop. But mm-hmm. in the suit, like dying on the floor, it's like, yeah, of course, that guy was like committed to this for sure. Yeah. It's hard to cast someone that can pass as a nerdy undercover, like rookie cop. Mm-hmm. And then also a guy who would rob a jewelry store. <laughs> yes. They have. That's good. I mean, yeah, I think it's one of the great things about Reservoir Dogs is like until we know 
it's Tim Roth, I think we all are kind of wondering like, yeah. well, who, yeah, yeah who, wh- who is it? You know, mm-hmm. that's the great thing about all those castings. So yeah. All right, cool. See me on. I feel, feel good about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, succession brought up some things for me that I may have swayed me. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> But Brian Cox says, Mr. Orange. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I just can't not see him peeing his pants. (laughs) So bad. You know, he does. Oh, yeah. He does. My favorite. (laughs) It's like, man. Okay. I've picked. um, All right. I thought about Nicholas Braun after you brought up Succession, but mm. I think I'm going to go with my original pick and go with Joe Keery, who oh, strange like Stranger, Stranger things, things, like little mm-hmm. Ben Schwartz, little Ben Schwartz, little ben yeah. Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. Like crazy hair, like the yeah, big, almost like pompadour. Yeah, that's I like that. All mm-hmm. right, I feel I'll, like they cast him and stuff to seem really young but i don't know that like yeah i think you could play mm-hmm. this like a rookie cop really mm-hmm. well well and i haven't seen it i can't remember what it's called but he plays like a a kind of influencer person and mm. like he goes on this am i thinking of two, two different movies or he's an uber driver yeah he does uber and oh, like yeah. <laughs> you know no no i, I know yeah what you're, i sound you're, like Fucking Steve Buscemi and <laughs> How do you do, fellow kids? What? But you know what I mean, right? What's it called? Is it the Spree? One? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. He's born in '92. He's 29 years old. Like, hmm. but I feel like they have him playing high schoolers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah, 29 do, going but, on 16. Yeah. Oh, speak. Okay. Speaking of ages, I looked them up. Steve Buscemi was 35 when this came out. He was my age. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of nuts. I think and Tim he's... Roth was 29 or 31, like huh. around there. Yeah, they were young. Makes me feel old. <laughs> All right, Matt. Mr. Blonde. Oh, this, so this was my hardest one. Mm-hmm. See, this was my easiest one. And I Same. have like, I have the guy that's like, I don't know. Someone help me. <laughs> uh, Tom, get in here. Tom, <laughs> Tom, Tom I need you to choose this one for me. Wake up. <laughs> help me. Okay, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my strategy. I'm going, I'm going box office, I'm going mainstream. Oh, no. I'm going Daniel Craig. Ooh, Take okay. Daniel Craig. I could see that for sure. All right. He'd be yeah, he'd be awesome in that role. I was yeah, trying to go with someone that I felt would not give in to you know the pressure whatever when they're all coming down like where have you been you know and he's just cool as a cucumber (laughs) i was really trying to visualize someone that could do the little steelers wheel dance you know before they cut off someone's ear (laughs) um and i think my mr blonde is miss atomic blonde charlie Theron. oh i love it i think that's who i want man off someone's ear i really was trying to figure out a way to get her in my draft as well and i couldn't I don't know why I couldn't find a character for. I think this one's hard because it like these characters are so iconic for me. Yeah. That it's like it's hard for me to not just find the one that looks most like them because I really feel like they're all perfect. Um, and I just 
she's too she's too beautiful to be in a movie like this i mean you know what i mean like, yeah like I, yeah i don't disagree but she is I, a badass completely unless unless you get her back in that makeup chair and monster <laughs> turn her into a monster yeah. exactly yes. <laughs> no she showed like she's she showed that side of her like uh old guard mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. yep yeah she can I guess a lot of what i was visualizing cut and- people up I honestly didn't even think about the atomic mom connection. So I was like, Oh wait, she was in that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think she shows her cool, you know, all time, Like she doesn't ever seem flustered. Like, yeah, even though they're not great, her and the fast and furious movies is that same kind of thing where she feels like she's in charge. So yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Charlize is my miss. Mm. Mrs. Blonde. I love it. Miss Ms. Blonde. Miss Blonde. Who have yeah. you got for Mr. Blonde? Is it me? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> why does it, you know, I don't want to, my person to get stolen. So, okay, originally, I envisioned Nev Campbell for this role. Because, again, where's she been? But also, I've been re-watching Grey's Anatomy and Gina Davis and Nev Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I see where this is going. <laughs> We're seeing every one of your castings <laughs> appeared on Grey's Anatomy. There's no Mr. Grey on here. <laughs> okay, so Nev Campbell. She's quiet and like I thought that she could kind of like he's pretty mellow yeah. for the whole yeah. movie except for that one torture scene. Right. And you would never expect it from Nev. True. Never. Hey! So- <laughs> My crush more. <laughs> um, but the more I thought. <laughs> Sandra O. <laughs> Who's in Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's your Mr. Roland. So yeah, are you just nice. taking because Grey's Anatomy? Ne- <laughs> there goes life. <laughs> Man's whole strategy is over now. No one else in my cast has been on it, so <laughs> I'm done after the bow. <laughs> but I don't know. She's so good in Killing Eve, mm-hmm. and there's that one weird scene where um, Mr. Blonde has to like tussle with nice guy Eddie, mm. and so. I cast her based on who I've cast for Nice Guy Eddie because I think their chemistry would work the best. Cool. I like their pairing. So, yeah. Okay. I like that. I like it. That's good. I would have never, I would have never come up with that in a million years. I haven't seen Killing Eve, so that probably doesn't help. Um, so I went for this one is one that I was like straight up look alike, but I also have always thought this person had a little bit of crazy eye. Uh, mm. and I, it, it makes me, makes me happy to be able to put them in a role where they can actually be crazy. Uh, but I want Vince Vaughn here. Mm-hmm. Mm. I want a big old Vince Vaughn dancing around. Cause I feel like great. Great. his goofiness kid. would be really fun for the torture scene. Uh, he would, he would add a little extra air of like, I don't know, goofiness. Like I said, um, yeah. and I just like every role i've ever seen him in i'm like there looks like something crazy behind those eyes mm-hmm. man he looks a little unhinged so uh yeah this is great, take my boy vince yeah he seems like out of the four of ours like the one that I can visualize just immediately you know yeah. doing the dance and maybe it is because they look so similar but it's right. like, oh yeah i can see vince vaughn doing that back in 94 like, he was the first one 
I thought of like for this whole recast, like, oh yeah, Vince Vaughn is my Mr. Blonde. Nice. Um, I think I was so bummed about going forth because Mr. Pink is the one that I have like the hardest time. Oh, really? Nailing down. So I wanted to see where you all were going. So being first, I'm not. Well, I will tell you since he's already off the board, Mendelssohn was who he was my second pick for Mr. Pink. Mm. I was, I, that's who I, that's the role I actually want him in, but I had, you know, like I said, I wouldn't, I had to have him. So. Um, I think if I, if I liked him better as an actor, I, I was going to take my first thought was Jay Baruchel. Okay. He's always just like, I don't know. I just don't see him having the crazy side to him. You know, like he's just like, I don't know. He always seems like he's mumbly. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like weird, quote unquote, but um that having been said i also think i want to switch around maybe who i had as my number one um yeah yeah i think after watching his show and knowing he could pull off that kind of vibe i'm gonna go with bill Hader. oh is my mr pink i like that i think he could give the buscemi kind of performance of like the unhinged but yeah you're also like yeah he'll probably shoot mr white right now because he knows he's not you know the rat so yeah bill Hader's another one that i've had he's on a few of mine just he's deep on a few of my lists yeah i had him for mr brown initially the quentin role because i could just see him doing that whole monologue at the opening he was my number two like oh bill Hader would nail this but I think yeah i don't know he'd be a good mr fill those shoes like that that, the kind of actor he is Mm -hmm. i think it's it's gonna be interesting. I think, I'm excited to hear you pick. I think Hader would have been a good Mr. Orange as well. Now that I think yeah. about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, if he played it if he plays it straight or whatever, I think that works yeah. great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm hoping he channels, you know, a little bit of the neurotic side, but also the the Barry serial killer gun for higher side. Oh, we've I'm got thinking. the MVP up, that's right. I'm thinking. We're gonna do the 10-second shot clock okay. countdown. No, I got it. <laughs> give gonna give her the Giannis count. Pick. Yeah, give her the Giannis. Um, Kiki Palmer. I'm sorry to this man. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> All right. I like where this is going. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to this I man. I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. I've only cast one other guy that's left. I think after seeing Black Widow, I'm just like I'm I'm like I like the female energy into it. Yeah. I uh, super. I don't. I'm like I don't know if I know Kiki Palmer. Oh, she's a, oh okay 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 yeah. All right, I like it. <laughs> I approve. Good. Yeah. The host approves. <laughs> Thumbs up from Tyler. <laughs> nice. We'll see if we approve of your pick. Um, that is true. We will see. Um, so like I said, I originally had Mendelssohn penciled in, but um, I actually no more rhyming. <laughs> uh, oh damn! I was trying to think of a rhyme real quick, but I'm obviously not a freestyle rapper. Um, so I actually watched that opening scene, you know, around the diner because I was like, that has all the characters in it to mm-hmm. like remind me of kind of who they were 
Um, and as I was watching Buscemi, I realized that he was it was Donald Glover for me. His cool. his his mannerisms, like the way he I could just like a, an amalgamation of like his character in Atlanta and the way he played Lando. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was sort of mixed them in my head. Like it was the way he was moving his hands and his mannerisms and the way he was delivering the lines. I'm like, oh, this is Donald Glover. Like I could just I could have totally see it. He's, uh, you know, much more handsome than our boy Buscemi. Uh, in a classical well, yeah. way, but um, it's almost like putting uh, Abed's head inside Troy. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like kind of the neurotic side. Yeah, you know, just like put them together and get, put a gun in their hands. But like, <laughs> Mister Pink is actually like he's he's actually kind of like cool in this. In the what? Not he's not quite as neurotic from what I remember. You know what I mean? He's very he's honestly like one of the most rational out of yeah. everyone. Yeah. as far as like. Yeah, like he is like fairly straight. He's is. just he's just like an asshole, and he he looks weird. Yeah, you know. He's like, let's just get out of here. Like, and I think yeah. Donald, our my boy Don 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 Lover, he Don can pull Lover. that out. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have another person I was considering putting in there after Ben said something like, like you said, what happened? Conversation sparked a a thought mm-hmm. for me. So, but I I'll pencil that guy in somewhere else. Okay, or girl. <laughs> not gonna take my cards that much <laughs> well i could not get this guy out of my mind out of from good time i'm Kyle taking Minogue. bob Pendleton pattinson <laughs> oh, oh nice that's mr nice. pink super paranoid 100 percent of the mm. time i like it i like it too yeah it really is kind of bring the good time character over just that chaos after the the heist and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Okay. So we're halfway through. We're halfway through. That's right. Let's do a recap of what, all, who we've got so far. Okay. So far I've got Gina Davis, Joe Curie, Sandra O oh, and Kiki Palmer. I've, I've got uh, Ben Mendelson, Jeremy Strong, Vince Vaughn okay. and Donald Glover. Okay, I like it. I'm pretty happy with mine so far. I've mm-hmm. got Adam Driver, Lakeith Stanfield, Daniel Craig, and Robert Pattinson. I like it. Heavy hitters. That's yeah, it's a box office draw right yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Hugh Jackman, Stephen Young, Charlize Theron, and Bill Hader. I love wow. it. Wow. Those are some mixed yeah. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unsung gem right there. Yes, it is. <laughs> Please check out our episode on mixed nuts. <laughs> yes. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, <laughs> YouTube. And also the episode with Travis from Let the Movie Speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, Mr. Blue, who, who do you have for Mr. Blue, MVP? For Mr. Blue, uh, <laughs> I have the one the only the wickedly talented <laughs> please welcome the wickedly talented one and only leslie jones <laughs> oh nice okay i really thought you were going to dina menzel there for a second <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um i originally was thinking about her for joe but i just don't know if her the vibe it just wasn't quite right mm-hmm. But I like the idea of her in a Tarantino movie. Yeah. And I think Mr. Blue would be a good place for her to dip her toe in. 
Okay. I think it's a great role because, yeah, there's not a ton of speaking parts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even if it's not great, it's not distracting necessarily. Yeah. Like it's pretty. Yeah, I think he says like four lines for the whole movie. Yeah, he, so. doesn't, he doesn't say much. Just kind of someone that looks like they've lived through some shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, do we on, ever see him outside the diner? I don't think so. Well, and the when they do, do like they a flashback. The, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like the walking stuff. Um, sort of like they all get their code names. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah I guess that's it, though. Huh. Yeah, I think it's that'd be fun to see Leslie Jones. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, on the on the uh, speaking of looking like you've been through some shit. Uh, the first person that popped in my head, and I actually don't know. I think I am going to take him just because I like him. And I, I think it might make Ben mad. Uh, I want to take Danny Trejo. God, <laughs> I want to put my boy Danny. Motherfucker. I actually wasn't going to do it until I saw your face. And I was like, Ooh, I know this. Okay. That's going to pick. I, I got to take him. Uh, I mean, hit that face. And who really looks has. more like they'd be in a, in a diamond heist <laughs> although like he almost looks too much like a, i know it's like a like a diamond yeah, heist if you don't pick someone else <laughs> he's he's getting arrested oh, on the way in i like Danny. <laughs> yeah and also like, like you know we shouldn't stereotype i'm sorry danny you're not a true. i don't think you're a diamond a diamond thief just by the way you look <laughs> but you also only get cast for certain roles for a certain reason so i don't know man <laughs> it is unfair but Green. um I do love him and uh, I feel like he fits perfectly. So yes. Who do you got, Matt? I have, um, this is another one where I feel like I have a few good options, but I'll just stick with the number one Mads Mikkelsen. Mm. Okay. I like it. I know the name. I got to look at his face real quick. Yeah, who is that? He's a bad guy from Dr. Strange. Hypocrite. It's like the weird oh, eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he was also in that another round movie. Yes. That one, mm-hmm. yeah. He he's definitely mm-hmm. got that like evil eye, that that mm-hmm. cold stare down, stone faced, yeah. lived mm-hmm. through way too mm-hmm. much crap. He might be a little young for the way that I picture Mister Blue, but that, you know. that's not it's not the criteria. Fair enough. <laughs> your ca- Fair I'm, enough. I'm not casting your movie, Tyler. <laughs> I'm not true, casting so. your movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought it was my pick, Tyler. Nope. Nope. We clearly stated that I have to approve all of the picks. No, I think it's great. I just, uh, yeah, like I said, when I looked at all the characters, I just, I, my mind just goes exactly or straight to like who looks the most like or is the closest to as far as like age or whatever, but no, mm. Mads Mikkelsen's great. I approve Matt. Mm. <laughs> what are you going to do now? I don't know. I feel like I'm dipping into my, my Joe Cabot people now. Cause I honestly had Danny Trejo. I had a couple other people when I started thinking about authors, mm. um, I thought about Stephen King because he kind of has like a weathered face. He's not going to talk a lot. Like, yeah, he could, I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. maybe that'd be interesting. But I think I'm gonna switch it up, and I'm still gonna keep a weathered face in there. And I'm gonna do uh, the the person that graced us with the excellence that is Laura Dern. I'm gonna take Bruce Dern. Ooh, okay, Mister Blue. Okay, he's like I don't know if anybody here has seen Nebraska. I have. I think he's great in that. It's great. Once upon a time, Hollywood. A lot. Yeah, and yeah. he he's painfully, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. I like that pick yeah. a lot. 
Mm-hmm. I think he, yeah, he'd fit there. I like it way more than Matt. Well. He's old enough. Yeah, he's old. Enough. <laughs> yeah, he's. Yeah, I'm all about the age criteria. <laughs> well, when you said Mads, the first thing I thought of was um, Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, he, might, yeah. he could be kind of cool as that too. Um, but yeah, I know I might be with Bruce. I like Bruce in that role. Yeah, I think it's great. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for on to Mister Brown. Yeah, the, the Tarantino role. Yeah, so I'm glad I got to go first on this one because I literally wrote down one person. I couldn't think of anyone. The way that Quentin does his own work is so specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, like I said, I watched the diner scene and I just was like, who would I want to see deliver this monologue? And granted, I do believe this person will put a different spin on it. But that's okay. I'm going to take Jonah Hill. It's the only person I could think of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see him rattle off that Ma- Madonna dialogue. Driving me fucking crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Was that who you wanted for Mr. Mm-hmm. Brown? I had him down in the Chris Penn role oh, for okay. Nice oh, Day. I did too. That makes my list. Yeah. I thought he could work there. Um, I think but, I actually yeah, did I, put him in there too. Now I think about it. And Matt would have got him if we all left it. So either way, I'm mad. <laughs> but he was my number one. So that's all right. Okay. Well, who's your number one? Mr. Brown. Who's your number one? Number two. Oh, all right. Mr. Brown. I have to go. <laughs> uh, this yes. is a scatological free zone. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot to run it by you first. Yeah. Uh, just joke. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I was going to go one way, but I, I'm, I'm catching on to I'm, Ashley's energy is contagious. I, <laughs> that's true. And speaking of the Madonna monologue, I'm going to have to go <gasps> with Margot Robbie. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I like that. I love it. I love it. Uh, approved, Matt, by the way. Age, the age <laughs> matches up for me. Okay. I love Margo. <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> I know you were on pins and needles. I was. I was like, oh. Yeah. I could see it in your face. The silence. She's great. Do you have a favorite role of hers, Matt? I do. I really like her Harley Quinn, but I loved her in yeah. Once Upon a Time in mm-hmm. Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She was really good in that too. She's a gem, man. I, I mean, for me, it's always. I Tanya. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't. Well, you know what? If you can come up with five thousand dollars for a costume for me, then I won't have to make one. Till then, just stay out of my face. Maybe you're just not as good as you think. Maybe you should pick another sport. Suck my dick. That's wild. She's so good. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Those. No, it's great. I mean, I was just going to say, I just, I can, for me, it's just her, her, her debut role as far as we're all concerned or mm-hmm. I'm concerned in the Wolf of Wall Street. That's, that's like all I can think of. I mean, not, not yeah. all I can think of, but that's always the first one that pops in my head. But yeah, she is like, I swear she was born to be Harley Quinn. Like, mm-hmm. She, they couldn't have possibly cast someone. I mean, maybe they could have. Maybe we'll do a Harley Quinn recast at some point. But she's so good in that. And yeah, mm-hmm. I Tanya, she's awesome. Fun. Yeah. Have I told the story about there's a the bar that they found the crowbar that they hit uh, Nancy Kerrigan with is in Portland. What? They, there's a bar that's their claim to fame. It's called the. Uh, oh shoot, I can't remember the name of it right now. But it's not called the crowbar. It's not called the crowbar. <laughs> Uh, but like on the menu, they have this whole story about how they they found the crowbar and 
the notes like they had written down notes like hit knee with crowbar or whatever i don't know but like i want to go they found it in their dumpster and then that's their claim to fame that's awesome yeah i want to go there (laughs) come up i'll take you okay um so my first thought with this mr brown was i wanted to be literal and just cast another director in that role Mm. um so i thought about taika that was my first thought too fun to like listen to him give that whole you know the madonna speech all that kind of stuff (laughs) having said that i'm not going to cast him who i really want to listen to tell that story and i think this is the role that's maybe a little more neurotic like tarantino is than mr orange um and i i want to see aquafina do it okay so she would be my mr brown yeah just like i want to hear her talking about the like a virgin story it's just like as we were re-watching it's like oh i could see her like capturing a table you know with that story so yeah that's mm-hmm. that's who i'm going with aquafina okay i like it i like it too a little young for the role but i'll let it slide thank you i mean i was gonna protest after you let adam driver go through as mr white i feel like i could draft an infant and it would count <laughs> shots fired i like it well i also went with someone uh from the music biz mm. do tell post malone <laughs> what oh, <man. laughs> that's awesome are we just are we just saying people now? Are we just <laughs> are we just saying people we like now? Look, I am saying I see an untapped potential with him. I mean, like it's a small enough role. It's low pressure. It's true. It's kind of funny. I I think he could do it. And yeah. I originally wanted him for Mr. Orange, but mm-hmm. I think he can't do it. That's too much for him. Not yeah. a lot of makeup, too. Yeah, it's too much. I mean, so. the man has talents that uh you know are somewhat hidden have you seen this his like acoustic covers on youtube and stuff like yes. he covers mm-hmm. some dylan songs and mm-hmm. uh the, the whole nirvana set he did from his living room or whatever yeah, so like watch that right mm-hmm. yeah the dude's talented i'm not saying he can't do it yeah i'm just saying i never would have thought of it but you know maybe he's the will smith of our generation we just don't know it yet maybe, i mean maybe Will Smith Will didn't Smith have to cuss his for to sell records, but Post Malone does. That's true. <laughs> Just oh. put him in everything Will Smith does. <laughs> oh, Men in Black with Post Malone. <laughs> that would actually be good. Yeah, it would be fun. It'd be a little um, more difficult to buy him as an athlete and a, you know, but. Yeah, yeah that's true. It that's would be true. funny. But he'd. To watch him and Tommy Lee. a home Lee. run with Wild Wild West. <laughs> he really would. Oh, and Kevin Klein back in that role, too. Just bring him back. All right. Are we on the nice guy, Eddie, here? We are. Okay. Who's, oh, is Matt first this time? Nice guy, Matt. Gotcha. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, going with Michael Sarah here. Nice. Nice guy, Eddie. Okay. Yeah. I I mean the tracksuits from This Is the mm-hmm. End, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see it. Yeah. My favorite thing about us doing the recasts, and I think maybe you're just being sensitive to time, is that you just say who it is and you don't give us any reason why. You're like <laughs> Michael Sarah next. <laughs> like I'm not next explaining pick. this at all. It's <laughs> like you get Michael Sarah and nothing else. <laughs> he's got the voice. He's got the face. 
you know he does I, and he was like wearing that same kind of windbreaker in the beginning of uh this is the end the yeah. 80s mm-hmm. track jacket thing so oh, are we just gonna outfit. say things that i said now yep <laughs> yep <laughs> i'm cutting out what you said earlier <laughs> so you just my hey man you're in there. control here you edit these things so that's oh, your yes. <laughs> that's your prerogative i'm not going to tell you how to do your job but i am um, going to tell you how to draft keep your ages relevant so my choice for this one is i thought i'd be funny Uh-oh. because this role is famously played by chris penn who is like the less good version of sean penn okay so i was thinking who's the less good version of something that's good and i was like that reminds me of logan marshall green who's not quite tom hardy <laughs> like, like let's not get the good one let's just get the other one okay so I was kind of thinking about Logan Marshall Green, but I've changed it up. Now. Oh, okay. I just want to tell that Josh story. Josh Gad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the person, I don't, I honestly am not sh- super sure how well it fits, but I just want him in my movie. I th- I think he can play funny. I hope. I'm going with Daniel Kaluuya. Okay. That's who I want is my nice guy, Eddie. I hope he can play kind of, I don't know, maybe is Chris Penn too jovial or something like what's his no oh, daniel Kaluuya you can do it find that character did you see the the mom's sketch on uh saturday night live with daniel Kaluuya? i don't know if i did i have not daniel Kaluuya's got this that's a great i mean pick. he's a talented fella i i was i was trying to find a way to put him in my draft somewhere i couldn't figure out a way to do it i don't think <laughs> i would put him as my nice guy eddie but again yeah it's your drafts and, and i guess i'm like i'm picturing him could do it yeah matched up with Stephen young you know like when they're kind of giving each other shit and then like when Charlize comes out you know and it's like oh like you've never rat i don't know I, I could see him maybe the more serious stuff and hopefully pull off the funny stuff so that's, yeah. yeah i'm going with i need an oscar winner on my team so that's, that's what i go with okay natasha leon <laughs> okay <laughs> that's a great that's a great Awesome pick. Yeah. Nice guy. Edie. I like that. <laughs> nice gal, Edie. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I want her in the mix. I just mostly kind of pick people I want to hang out with. I yeah. Think, that's really fair. Too. Yeah, I, I guess like my only criticism of that is she's so tiny. It'd be hard to mm-hmm. buy her as like the muscle or whatever he's supposed to be. You know, he seems to be just kind of like, from what I remember, he, he's, Obviously, he's Joe Cabot's son, right? Yeah. So he's just kind mm-hmm. of like the big lug that they just kind of throw into the mix to be big and whatever. But so if you're if you're like, small, Tyler's not afraid of you. Yeah, that's right. Bring it on, small folk <laughs> no, out there. Yeah. The thing is, I'm also <laughs> small, so. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I I like that point, but I also think maybe it could play really well where if people are clearly intimidated by her true like you're even maybe even more intimidated by her than you would be a big person it's like oh these people respect her so either she can do stuff or she knows people who can do stuff so yeah. that could be kind of interesting i think the the lightness of the personality matches for sure like the humor and everything yeah maybe cool well i criticize you by casting someone who i don't think you'd necessarily be afraid of by following it up by casting someone who I don't necessarily think you'd be afraid of, but um, Paul Rubens, <laughs> Pee Wee Herman, Mark uh, Natasha was in Pee Wee. Did you know? 
I did not. Wait, was that. she really? <laughs> That's pretty was cool. Was she Grey's Anatomy? No. <laughs> she, brought, <laughs> she, I mean, she probably auditioned for it, right? I'm probably sure everyone did at was, some point. Honestly. Kiki Palmer was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, this guy came up when Ben was talking about someone else. I can't remember who. Um, and I didn't have him written down. I had a few other people. But I'm going to take Pete Davidson here. Mm. That's a good one. I don't know that he's going to necessarily look like who I end up picking as uh, Joe Cabot, but I think he could be funny. I think he's got a big presence. Uh, I think it's mm-hmm. he's believable as only being a part of the crew because of being big someone's energy. son. Well, not yeah, he's just like a big guy. You know what I mean? Like he's got a big <laughs> presence on screen. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got the tattoos. People are afraid of tattoos. I don't know. He looks like someone who might make questionable decisions and be a a criminal so yeah yeah Here and I would goes, like get away again. with shit yeah because his dad's the boss right yeah he looks like the kind of kid that just gets away with everything and yeah so nepotism yeah i like that pete davidson okay joe joe cabot um when we were talking earlier and i was joking about brian cox like oh he might be actually a good oh. joe but i'm sticking with my original pick partly because of like you know box office name recognition not that we don't all have name recognized people but even when we were were re-watching it was like oh i can see de niro being a great joe cabot yeah you know and he's like no it's not for discussion you can't trade like you're mr brown you're mr pink that's it like Mm -hmm. you know like why do you tip like i just see the gruff side of de niro you know kind of channeling the old you know heat whatever like the movies like that when you were really intimidated by him so yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with De Niro as my joke. I Canada. like it. He's a way better father for my Pete Davidson than who I'm going to hopefully end up picking. But <laughs> Paul Rubens. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I believe that Robert De Niro's Daniel Kaluuya's dad, though. Are they? Oh, well, whatever. Adopted. <laughs> Let's be yeah, progressive. It's, we it's 2021, actually. Sorry, cut yeah. that out. Cancelled. <laughs> Cancelled over here. We'll post your apology with this episode. Well, yeah. yeah, I'll get in my notes app right now. Personal email. <laughs> Dear <Daniel>. Watch party <laughs> MVP. A Hutchins. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'm just going to close it out with a uh, boss lady, Ellen Barkin. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Cross it Damn off it. the list. Crossed off. Uh, what part did she play in Grey's Anatomy? She was married. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. But she is in the TV adaptation of Animal Kingdom, so that's fine. Exactly. Say, yeah. Okay. Smurf. She's, I don't know yeah, her very well. I wouldn't well, cross her. So I have to take your word for it. And okay, here's the thing. It might be an issue because um, I looked up pictures of her recently and she was went to the Harvey Weinstein trials to support her friend. Mm. So I don't know if like she'd be down since Quentin like pals with Harvey. Yeah, I mean, it's quite possible. I think, I mean, Tarantino's, I guess, tried to distance himself. Like, like any money that's being made from yeah. the Weinstein films mm-hmm. are going, I, I thought, to like the Me Too Foundation. Yeah, I remember hearing called, something but, about it, but I don't have enough details. Because so. he said, like, I knew more than I should, which is, like, shitty. 
you know, yeah. like it's not an excuse by any means, but I was like, at least, I don't know, maybe I'm just being an apologist because I like Tarantino so much. I'm like, at least he's doing something by like any money I'm going to make off of the stuff he did. Mm-hmm. I don't want it like that kind of a thing. So I mean, it's a, it's a small thing, but yeah, I, I totally understand. I had to bring it down. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. guys. Anyways, thanks no. for listening. <laughs> See you guys next week <laughs> as we watch Antichrist. Pick it up a little bit. <laughs> um. All right. Well, moving right along. No, I'm just kidding. Um. I don't know. I don't want to gloss over that, but I just don't have anything to add to it. Um. Um. So I'm gonna go. I I feel like we're doing a Tarantino redraft. Uh, there's a certain person who I feel like just deserves to be in any Quentin Tarantino movie. They seem synonymous to me. Uh, and I'm going to, and he, I feel like his age is appropriate now. I'm going to put, I'm going to put Sam Jackson in his nice. Joe Cabot. Mm-hmm. I already started saying that. It's like, maybe we should trade. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah. That'd be much ours. Our, uh, our family connections there are backwards, but again, he could, you know, it could be adopted. It could be like, not maybe they got switched at the hospital. Classic. True. That's this is a baby swap movie yeah. now. Maybe <laughs> trying to steal each other's baby. <laughs> maybe it's not really his son, but he just calls him his son. That sort of thing. You know, we could mm-hmm. we could rewrite it. Yeah, I like it. Um. Well, did I, you write Samuel L. Chang on the doc there? <laughs> oh yeah, I guess and see this. Yeah. If it isn't my old partner, Samuel L. Chang, Agent Michael Scarn. You lost some weight. Thank you for noticing. I always think about that in the office. <laughs> Samuel L. Chang. I can't remember who was being interviewed, but it was for a Tarantino movie. And they asked them like how it was like working with Samuel L. Jackson. And they were like, oh, it was awesome. Like he's awesome. Um, and I, it took me like two weeks to stop calling him Samuel L. Jackson to his face. And he finally had to say, like, you don't need to call me Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Sorry, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> yeah, what would, like, I don't know. Yeah, what would you call, Sam, like, Mr. Jackson, I guess? Like, if you're nasty. If, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that's, we're getting a little loopy over here. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel Jackson's a great pick. I had written down um Lawrence Fishburne for this role. Ooh. I like that. Is that who you're taking? Like That's who I'm taking. That's nice. who I'm taking. I'm taking Lawrence Fishburne. Nice. I don't Shaker. know how again, I don't know how he's Michael Sarah's dad, but <laughs> He knows. We've, we've established. Yeah, he, he knows. You want to ask him, Tyler? You want to ask him? Yeah, excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. This is your draft. <laughs> this is still your turn. Guys, we've been over this. Every turn is his turn. So, okay. We've got, a, we've got it all filled out now. I am curious. There's some people that didn't come up that I thought would. Should we go through real quick and give a couple honorable mentions for each role? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honorable mentions for Mr. White. I'll give, I'll give one unless, and if the other ones don't come up, maybe I'll mention it, but I had Hugo weaving. I really, I really wanted to take Hugo there, but didn't quite fit as much for me. I, I liked the Dave Batista. Okay. Mm. But, uh, not, not bad. enough to, not enough to choose them. Yeah. Clearly. He would be good. Um, my first pick that I wrote down was Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. 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 I thought he could have been kind of interesting. Yeah. I also wanted to see Denzel do this. 
you know, he just has, he can, oh, yeah. I could see him being the, the ringleader. I can see him being the, the, the crime boss. So, mm-hmm. and I want to see him say, you're going to be okay. I want to see him do that scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be good. It might be because he wears a lot of suits and ties, but I was trying to work John Mulaney in there somehow. Mm-hmm. He fits in there pretty well. I don't see it. I would have nixed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, as Mr. White, but like Mr. Pink or something, maybe. Maybe. Honorable mentions for Mr. Orange. All mine got picked. I had Kaluuya, Tom Glover, and Steven Young. I had written down Michael Pena just because I wanted him to be in my cast, and then he didn't end up being in my cast, but I have Donald Gleason. Okay. I thought it'd be mm. a good Mr. Orange. What about Mr. Blonde? Any? I, I had Woody Harrelson. I really would have. I almost took him over Vince Vaughn, but I had to go Vince. I had Matt Dillon. Cool. <laughs> Ooh, Matt Dillon. Would be was, good. Yeah, that would be oh, good. that would have been. Good. I almost picked Matt <laughs> Dillon. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Uh, the Oscar Isaac might have been kind of fun in that role, but yeah. I think he'd be fun in every role. Yeah, specifically as uh, Danny Ocean. <laughs> If we want to go back to the shout recast, out Leo, it'd be great. Is that shout out? Not quite Vaughn? as good as Robert Downey Jr., but <laughs> Regina King. Ooh, yeah, just floating around a little bit. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially after watching Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any other any mentions for Mister Pink. Did you guys have any? Russell Brand. Oh yeah, that would have been interesting. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um. The one I was about to say before I switched to Bill Hader was Adam Brody. Oh, yeah. oh um, okay. I mm-hmm. think he could have fit in that pretty well. Um, I, I think Bill Hader's great in that role, but Adam Brody, I think, could have done it too. Um, but I had yeah Nicholas Braun as a possibility as well, but he mm-hmm. plays a different kind of, yeah. I don't know, neurotic or just like hyper or whatever. What are you? you- um, have you guys seen The King of Staten Island? Oh, yeah. Um, the girl that kind of plays the love interest, her name's Belle Poli or Pauli. Mm-hmm. She kind of, it was just because of her appearance, really. She just kind of had like these big Buscemi eyes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That I was kind of into. Yeah. I could see that. Um, I wrote down for Mr. Blue. For some reason, I, I wanted to see, uh, I just wanted to see Brian Cranston in the cast. And I figured mm, he's a big mm-hmm. enough name that they could convince him to come in for one line read and mm-hmm. one day of shooting and he could just be at the table. Um, and then I had also written down for the same reasons, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Mm, yeah. I just want to see him in that crew. And, you know, just with the whole Breaking Bad thing they're I feel like mm-hmm. they're like in the criminal stories, criminal, whatever, like pantheon now. So it'd be cool to yeah. have him cross over into another franchise. But. Bugging out. Would have been good. Bugging out. I had Michael Shannon. That's a, Dang. That's a good yeah. one. It's a good mm-hmm. one. Do you have any Mr. Blues? Nope. Leslie was my one and only. Nice. Mr. Browns, anyone? I'm, I threw mine out there. Tyco was the only other one I was debating on just to keep it yeah. with the director. I thought the same thing, it. but then I was like, well, we're not recasting also the director. I couldn't get past the fact that he'd have to do both, which... I would I would watch that version of Reservoir Dogs certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I only wrote down Jonah Hill for that. My number one was Timothy Chalamet for Ooh. that role. Okay. That'd be good. What about you? For who? Mr. Brown, Tarantino. <laughs> I uh, John Mulaney. I was considering. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I'll allow that. He one. looks good in a suit and mm-hmm. tie. 
don't know if you thought about that, but he does. He does it a lot. So something to consider. <laughs> um, all right. Nice guy Eddie's. Um, I had Seth Rogan. Ooh. Dang. And I almost wish I would have taken him over Pete Davidson. Um, but what are you gonna do? I had Toby McGuire. Interesting. Pull, pulling Toby off the shelf. Okay. Dust him off. Get him ready for homecoming. Toby Wong. <laughs> <laughs> Toby McGuire. Toby Wong. Fucking Charlie Chan. <laughs> so good. Uh, <laughs> I'm mad. I didn't think about Seth Rogen after. Who took you on a hill? Was that you, Matt? Uh, Tyler. Oh, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. Should have immediately gone to Seth Rogen because if you can't have one, just get the other. But it's the same. Yeah. yeah. Copy paste. Yeah, really I, I, I am a little sad I didn't take him, but whatever. I like Pete Davidson. Um, for Joe Cabot, the other ones, uh, the other guy besides Sam Jackson, uh, I wanted to see Jack Nicholson do it. Mm-hmm. You know, The Departed. There's, he's he's done it before. Mm-hmm. It, he could just plug him in there, but it'd be fun. And that would have been a fun, like, come out of retirement performance, yeah. like not mm-hmm. super involved. You yeah, know, like a glorified cameo kind of thing. Yeah, that would have been good. He'd for sure yell at people for not tipping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was that yeah. a doubt? For sure. Um, to go along with your Breaking Bad, I had Jonathan Banks oh, as a possibility. Yeah. yeah. Um, based off of looks, I was kind of like thinking of a Bruce Springsteen because surprisingly, <laughs> if you shave Bruce's head, he looks a lot like Joe Cabot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then the one I thought about, but I didn't do was Helen Mirren. Mm. But I think that Ellen Barkin was a better kind of call for that so i was thinking about leslie for joe who leslie jones oh leslie jones yeah nice yeah should have been cool i don't know if that would have passed tyler's age Uh, requirement i'll let it slide you're the mvp after all one like if she could do like a real drama and make it believable i think it would be so rad but i just i don't know Throwing down the challenge for Leslie Jones. Leslie, <laughs> we know you're a subscriber. We want Hit you to supermarket sweep us, us off our feet. <laughs> um, you can't be the sweep guy. <laughs> I think we've covered it. I don't yeah. know. I think uh, we're an hour and a half mm-hmm. into this. So perfect. It's perfect. Somehow we did or- or Ocean's Eleven in the same amount of time. <laughs> 14 people. <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, for, you know, I don't know. There's, uh, we, we had a lot to say. I mean, Matt specifically, like, we were trying to get him just to stop talking after every pitch. I, like, we get it. I tried to keep okay. it as short as possible. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, next time, if you could truncate yourself just a little bit for time, you know. We'll have to get those picks over to Tyler first, see if we can approve them. Yeah, yeah next time let's run our picks by I, me first. Let's I guess I just look at Tyler's rules before we did this. <laughs> yeah, we I, I didn't the, see those. Yeah. Should have read through them. All right. Well, Ashley, thank you. MVP Tyler. gracing us with your presence. Thanks for having me, guys. Ben it's gets you all the time. A fun time. We only get you in doses. Yes. And we <laughs> really appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. And for those out there listening or watching or watching yeah well well, if you're how would i how would i turn listening into watching without the ending you did it anyways if you're listening if you're watching uh youtube spotify wherever you found us listening uh, (laughs) if you're listening to the podcast (laughs) 
on your headphones. Um, <laughs> we're going off the rails here. Yeah, it's getting late. Uh, I apologize, but thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for being here. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, tell us what you think about the episodes, whether this one or any other ones on Twitter, Instagram. Check out the shop on threefilmspod.com. Uh, soon to be revamped. Uh, more details yes. on that uh, coming up. And the sneak uh, peeks look great. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll sign off from here. Thanks, everybody. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you. See you. Bye. That was the Partridge family's Doesn't Somebody Want to Be Wanted? Followed by Edison Lighthouse's Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes. As K. Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s Weekend Just Keep.